Welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Amy and Molly, and today we have a very exciting episode about an uncirculated, unreleased song that we have recently obtained. Welcome back to the Swift Legacy Podcast. We are unbelievably excited about today's episode. If you follow the world of unreleased Taylor songs, you'll know that the last leak was Battle in November 2018. However, we recently got the chance to listen to a very rare demo that's out of circulation. It was a co-write between Taylor and Liz Rose from around 2004. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the song Her, which we think is the prequel to Teardrops on My Guitar. Well, not necessarily the prequel, but a sibling song. It's definitely a song about that situation. Do you agree, Molly? Absolutely. There are lots and lots of parallels between this song and Teardrops, which we'll dive into in this episode. So we were extremely fortunate that one of our lovely listeners came into possession of this song and was kind enough to share it with us so that we can share our our knowledge of it with you. And we are very excited to break it down. Like we said, we believe this was written in 2004 and it was definitely a co-write between Taylor and Liz Rose. Now, the demo that we have is an acoustic work tape and it's really cool because you can in fact hear Taylor and Liz having a conversation. They pause during the second verse to rephrase something and then they stop just after the first line of the bridge to kind of say that they can't remember how it goes. So it's a very rough recording of it. However, this we know is the recording that the inner circle also have. Yeah, that's interesting. I do wonder if there is somewhere out there an actual recording of the full song because it does completely cut off at the bridge. Taylor sings the first line of the bridge and then says, okay, I don't remember how this goes. And it cuts off about there after a little bit of conversation between her and Liz. So um, RIP the missing her bridge. I wonder if we'll ever get to hear it. I hope so because it sounds like it sounds like it was going to be so good the way I don't know it built up to it it. yeah yeah so the first line we're going to give you the first line of the bridge now because I'm not patient enough to wait until the end of the episode the first line of the bridge is did you know I was a 4.0 in school think I and then it stops oh cliffhanger we we need the missing her bridge. We're going to have to like campaign for it to be on debut, unfortunately. <laughs> what we're going to do with this song, what are we going to do with this song? Should we, go, should we go verse by verse? Fuck it, let's go verse by verse. Let's do that. What we're going to do with this song is we're going to break it down verse by verse and go through our analysis of the lyrics. So what we'll do is we'll start with the first verse. She's real pretty if you're into that. Brunette looks good without any makeup on, green eyes kind of thing. She's spontaneous. She ain't afraid of anything. She's not the jealous type. She's the type you give a diamond ring. It's interesting that all the lines start with she. She's very focused on them, on the girl in the situation. It's almost, um, it's that very typical, I know secondary school is very British, but high school thing of comparing yourself to the other girl. 100%. And like in Teardrops, I mean... This entire song is called Her. All the lines start with she. It's like she is obsessed with this other girl. 
And I think you can kind of see that in a lot of Taylor's songs, definitely in her early, early work. It, and it's an insecurity that she shares with a lot of other girls. I think that's that's what makes her early work so relatable. It's that um, that lack of confidence in yourself and that insecurity. And it comes out in picking out things about other people that you're not, if that makes sense. So um, she's brunette. She looks good without any makeup on. She's not the jealous type. Things that, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Taylor, you are the jealous type. But <laughs> Amy's love if she better on me. 100%. No. The whole song really is, it's like like that it says in the title, it's about her. It's not about the guy. It's not about Taylor. It's about her, this other her. The other thing I'd like to point out that Amy mentioned just before we started recording is the parallels to another unreleased song, so Angelina. So Amy, do you want to talk a bit more about that, the parallels in this verse? Absolutely. And I think, like you say, it's specifically this verse that is extremely similar to Angelina. So in Angelina, it goes, Angelina's got a pretty face and really long brown hair, lives somewhere in an open space. I've never been there. I guess some people come around in perfect shape, but I don't. So if you look at those two verses side by side, I feel like they're just two peas in a pod. They're saying the same thing. They're saying the same thing, essentially. I mean, even down to the physical descriptions of this girl, they're very similar. They're both brunettes. She's talking about how pretty both of them are. They're very similar songs, but not even just the lyrics. It's the way that the song is structured in that it's she's giving you all these facts about this other girl in that first verse. And that's quite interesting. I would also say that it's it's very similar in the way she sings it, like vocally. And I think that's probably because they were written around a similar time. We know Angelina was on a 2004 demo CD. So that's around when that song was written. And we believe that this song was written around the same time, as well as Teardrops being on a 2004-2005 demo CD. So all three songs are around the same time period. So yeah, it's interesting how similar the three of them are. So if we then look at the pre-chorus and the chorus, it goes, and I came along just after she walked out, picking up the pieces till I fade out. There's a girl that you want She's everything that I am not, and you can't stop thinking about her. There's a thin little line. It seems like you cross it every time when you can't stop thinking about her. This line's interesting to me because whereas Teardrops is um, is almost, she's pining after Drew, we know, who is, is, was Drew dating or just interested in another girl? I think he was dating the other girl. Okay, so pining after Drew, who was dating another girl. In this song, it's almost suggested that this is his act. So I came along just after she walked out. And so Taylor's trying to get to know this guy, likes this guy, and he can't stop thinking about his ex or his old thing, whether they were together or not. You can't stop thinking about her. I see what you mean, but I kind of feel like at the same time, the only line that suggests they've broken up is the I came along just as she walked out. And I don't know whether that's potentially a filler line in terms of it might not be completely accurate. I mean, maybe we're bending it to try fit into the Teardrops storyline, but I feel like the rest of it is very much a Teardrops song. I know what you mean. Yeah, but then we don't have the whole song. We're missing that. That's true. That is so true. She could turn it all around and Mm. she was a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say I don't think that's how, how the bridge goes. 
<laughs> Taylor is good at throwing a curveball in a bridge. I mean, it's it's not exactly nobody, no crime, is it? That's very true. Okay. I mean, it's the debut era of nobody, no crime. We don't know that. We don't know that we don't have a bridge. I'm not going to lie. I do see more parallels with Angelina than um, than with Teardrops. And I think if I had to pick, because we don't think both those songs are about the same same situation. That's it's true. very similar thematically to Teardrops. It's obviously about, about a very similar situation, if not the same situation, but it may have been a different guy. One thing that I I think I've been swayed by, to be honest, is the inner circle description has always described it as what they think the prequel to Teardrops of, on my guitar is. Let me yeah. find the description. Yeah. Okay. So the inner circle said, this song expands upon and is an apparent prequel to Teardrops on my guitar, with the her in this song likely being the same girl Drew talked to Taylor about. The storyline is much the same revolving around a conversation that is quickly getting old with Taylor. But lots of details are filled in as we learn about the girl's physical appearance, her personality, where she came from, activities she enjoys doing, and her future potential. So I think I have been extremely influenced by that in terms of thinking this is a teardrop song when maybe it's not. Maybe we're wrong. I think you're right. I think... That, that's again it's just Steve's opinion I'm not even going to call it the inner circle it's just Steve at this point it's just Steve's opinion we all know it's just Steve he's been abandoned he has no friends but no I think that's just Steve's opinion and actually looking at it in detail now now that we've heard it I think maybe he's wrong on that one and it's not although upon first glass, glance and first listen it's very similar to teardrops if you read between the lines or read into it a little bit more there are some key differences between them that suggest that maybe they're about different situations. I was just going to say, the chorus is extremely, should we say, simplistic? It is. The whole song is quite simplistic. I mean, true, but I feel like, yeah. I mean, it has a strong hook, but up until then, it's kind of, it's quite basic. I'd like to say, I do love the way she think, sings, there's a girl. It's very aggressive. It is very, yeah, it's like, so there is this like girl, how dare you? There's a girl. Like, she's so <laughs> angry she this girl it. exists. She yells it. It's a very raw recording. Okay, so let's move on to the second verse. She came from a really small town. She liked to watch football with you. Well, I'd learn football too if you wanted me to. And then it's interrupted by Liz saying, fix that one. And Taylor goes, yeah, whatever. How do we do that? <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. It's so, so funny. She corrects the second verse and the second verse then restarts and says, came from a small town, like to watch football with you, but I'd learn about football too if you wanted me to. So slight differences in that second iteration of that second verse. This is a very, very raw recording. It's likely recorded at the end of a writing session. They've just written this song. Taylor's not very familiar with it yet. It's um, It's like nothing we've got really, is it? I think there is, oh my God, there, I feel like there is one other work tape that you can hear someone else speaking on. It might be matches, that, or is it no, like right. There's There's definitely one and someone says something in the background. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's Liz Rose. Oh, I want to know now. I think it's matches. I listen to I think matches. it may be matches. Yeah, okay. It is matches. Someone, uh, it's Liz going, um, that might be a solo. I've never understood what she says here. Hang on. <laughs> What's she saying? She goes I think solo she says, play a solo. Play a solo. 
because Taylor then does like an extended instrumental. Uh, maybe that's what it is. I think that it is. Then that might be a solo, considering. I think so. Yeah. She's really good with babies. She'd be a great mother. You said I should really meet her sometime. I'd probably love her. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Taylor probably would not have loved this girl <laughs> at all. Well, I think that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, well, I think she would have been at the top based, of her hit list. Based on the, the lyrics of this song, Taylor already doesn't love this girl. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, she's not a fan. We love a feminist queen. <laughs> <laughs> she was young. It's 2004. It's okay. We let her off. There's not really that much to analyse in that verse because it's basically, like Molly said, it's just facts about the girl. Yeah, there's, I think... The, the whole song is very simple. Um, but I do think it's interesting. Again, going back to Angelina, um, she liked to watch football with you. There's a line about a guy called Stephen, who we don't know who he is, um, catching a ball, football. The parallels to that song, in my opinion, are stronger than the parallels to teardrops. The funniest thing for me is catching, the idea of catching a football. I know it doesn't actually say football. It says ball in Angelina but in my mind it's a football but the idea of catching a British football you don't throw a British football that's weird <laughs> that is so you know what really pisses me off about American football is it's literally called football I know like and they play do it with, it with your feet hands fuck's sake anyway if we then move on to the second pre-chorus it goes it's getting old I wonder if you've seen your favorite conversations killing me which is a massive teardrops thing for me, like, because she's always yeah. said, like, when Drew was talking to her about this girl and she had to listen and she had to be like, yes, and give advice and she hated it. So I feel I feel like that's very strongly a teardrops line. But I mean, it's, it's fair to point out that teardrops on my guitar was a Liz Rose co-write. So it's, it's very maybe fair to think that this could have been about the same situation as Teardrops purely because they were writing it together around the same time. That's true. We're never going to come to a conclusion on this. We, we won't. We won't. Honestly, unless Taylor or Liz confirm it themselves, we are never going to know if this was an Angelina or a Teardrop song or whether, in fact, Angelina could have been a Teardrop song, but with the name changed. Could be. Because we know that... Orig- or not necessarily originally, but there was a demo of Teardrops on My Guitar where Taylor sings, you look at me instead of mm-hmm. Drew looks. Yeah. So it could, the Steven line in Angelina could honestly be an alias. Like could there be. are so many possibilities and we will never know. Very out of character for her. It is out of character. I mean, if you look at her more recent work, which I know is a massive time leap, but she is using different names like Betty, James, August, Mark, well, not Marjorie, but Ivy, like, maybe, I don't know. I'm going, I'm really, I'm really guessing here, but maybe. And the fact that the song was called Angelina, I wonder if there was actually someone. And Angelina. Angelina, Yeah, Angelina's bar and grill. Um, My God, don't get that. No, no. This is crazy because all of these really old songs are so interlinked. In my mind, Angelina's family own the bar and grill, like Angelina from Angelina. Yeah. But then if Angelina was 
the girlfriend of Drew from Teardrops. Oh my God, my brain is exploding. It's too much. Small town vibes. Obviously, then after that pre-chorus, it goes into the chorus again. And then we have the, did you know I was a 4.0 in school? Think I look my best. And then it just stops because they decide to have a conversation and can't remember the rest of the bridge, (laughs) which is very sad. It will forever be the lost bridge unless another demo resurfaces. But honestly, I don't think it exists. I don't think it exists either. I don't think the song went much further. Like I, and I don't think it will be on the vault either. So I don't think there's any chance of us getting a. Can you imagine Taylor singing this song as a 31 year old? I was gonna say. I was gonna say if we if we talk about why it didn't make the album and whether it will be on the vault, I think it's very obvious yeah. why it didn't make the album and why it won't be on the vault. But do you do you want to kind of unpack your thoughts on that? It's it's a very basic song. It's very um I don't know how to describe it. It's like there's nothing under the surface of it. There's nothing to I know we've just spent an, an episode analyzing it. There's very little to analyze. It's it's, it's very like, basic and superficial. Superficial, that's the word I'm looking for. It's almost like she's not really had time to to really think about her thoughts on the situation. It's just these are my you know when you um we do it in this podcast all the time. We're like, we hate this thing. We can't work out why. And then we have time. And we're like, actually, I can verbalise. I can explain that better now. It's like um, it's like that immediate, I hate that thing. thing. Also, the fact that it is very um, fixated on this other girl. I think even if it was better lyrically, her singing that at 32 and putting that on an album, that even though she released it when she was... 16 it just doesn't really I can't see it sitting right with a lot of people 100% I mean it's very it's an immature song lyrically there's there's no two ways about saying it and as much as you know some songs on debut were relatively immature if you look at the lyrics but this just is it's not it's not up to scratch on the Taylor Swift lyricism scale. And when when you look at the other songs that we may potentially get on the debut vault, like Sweet Tea and God's Graces, Dark Blue Tennessee, Just South of Knowing Why, if a song like her was to take the place of any of those songs, I mean, Love to Lose matches any of them, I would be gobsmacked. Oh, completely. Really, really shocked. (laughs) <laughs> yawning yeah I just said yeah you look at um some of the songs on debut um and they are not even I mean lyrically some of them are quite immature but um nowhere near this level but also thematically and I think she's got a whole a wealth of songs to pick from that she can possibly look back on and sing from an older kind of wiser perspective this one's not one that you can do that. So that kind of you look back at your teenage self and you're like, why did I think that? Like, why was I pitting myself against this? And again, she's talked so much about not pitting women against each other. Be very hypocritical to start singing about it. I would agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm going through the list of unreleased songs in my head and there's Closest to a Cowboy, Need You Now, all these, all these songs that, I mean, they may not be the best, lyrically that she's ever written but they are good songs and in my eyes they would beat her out of the ballpark for anything oh god yeah I can't think of her for me is on a very similar level to Angelina Mandolin um honey baby (laughs) honey baby 
That is uh, such a Ra- bad song. Rachel's, Rachel's gonna kill me, but perfect how I loved. Rachel is gonna hunt you down. She really is. Even things like Smoking Black, Black Nights and Lucky You, even not to throw Lucky You in there. Oh, I mean, when you there. when you start comparing a song to Lucky You, that's a low blow. It really is, isn't it? It's better than Lucky You, I'll say that, but not by yeah. much. It's, it's not a like it's not a horrific, horrific song. It's if it came on shuffle, I would listen to it. But I also think that so much of its value lies in the fact that it has been out of circulation for such an incredibly long time and the inner circle have flexed it being a very rare gem in their collection so to now have the opportunity to listen to it and to know what all the hype is about I think that almost adds something to the song like it makes you enjoy it more definitely definitely I think the 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 quick little story of um of how we got this not not in too much detail so we were sent it by by a follower and Amy obviously manages our social media so she saw it first whenever anything happens related to Taylor or the podcast Amy will send me 100 messages that just say Molly in all capitals and in this case I can't remember where I was I I wasn't doing anything so I reply immediately I was like what and she goes her no one else would understand those three letters I knew immediately I, I thought it leaked to the to the general public I thought everyone had it but no I mean that was hilarious it, it's so funny whenever you do that I'm honestly I have a many heart attack like I was like what on earth could this be unfortunately that's all we've got time for today but we hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and please do follow us on our social media at swift legacy podcast thank you for listening and we will see you again next week with a brand new episode